Good afternoon, this is Quintus Curtius. Welcome back to the podcast. And in this podcast, we will talk about the difference between courage and foolishness. The difference between courage and foolishness. And this topic came up as a result of an email that I received from a reader, which was interesting. A young guy here from... Uh, it's either, he's either from he's either from Brazil or from uh, Portugal. I'm guessing <laughs> I'm guessing he's probably from Brazil. Just judging from the picture and the overall tenor of the email. But what he says is this: he's he's asking a question, and he says, "Hello, Quintus. I really love your Twitter account and podcast, and I'd like to ask you for your advice. Please answer my question. What's the difference between courage and foolishness?" I have been in a quest to develop courage doing things I normally would not do, such as going to the woods, fishing, climbing trees, swimming. Often I find myself in dangerous situations and I think to myself, what if I die here? I don't want to die now. I want to have kids and maybe grandkids. Our ancestors, who had great exposure to dangerous situations, did not live much longer, I think. Please see the pic I sent you. Do you consider this an act of courage or an act, act of foolishness? I appreciate your guidance. Thanks in advance. And uh, he he ends here with uh, P.S. <laughs> Sunset Baboon <laughs> and some other stuff. Kind of a homage to some of the things that we joke about on, on Twitter. And he's got a picture of himself here. Very nice picture, actually. And he's hanging from the crag of a rock overlooking a large beach. And I hope, I really hope that he's, there's something underneath him there because he looks like he's just perched on the edge of nothingness here, about ready to fall off. And, you know, I, I, I sold, I, I responded to his email and I told him that I thought that um, this would be something that would be good to do a podcast about because I think it is. An important issue: this whole idea of, of the difference between the difference between courage and foolishness. And let me start out just by putting it in a nutshell. I think we can summarize things by putting it in a nutshell. Courage, I think, is tied to to really to, to two prerequisite pre prerequisite components, and those are duty and necessity. Duty and necessity. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, when we use the word courage, I think we intend it to be used to describe an act that's done as part of an official or undertaken duty. It has to be part of an actual duty. All right? And I think also it hinges on necessity. You know, it's one thing to have a, a duty and it's another thing to, to be motivated by necessity. And what I mean by that is this. Take any job. Imagine any job, whether it's a carpenter, a politician, a dentist, lawyer, electrician, a guy who cleans pools, whatever. An act of courage, uh, or let's say even a father, an act of courage would be something where you go out of your way. You, 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 in the performance of your duty, you undertake a challenge that involves danger either physically or uh, financially or otherwise, 
There has to be some component of danger involved, and it has to be done as part of an official or implied duty. So I think those are the those are the things that that courage really hinges on. Okay, let's kind of summarize. Again, I think there has to be a, a, a duty or an obligation. I think there has to be a necessity. And I think there has to involve some component of danger, whether it's danger to yourself physically or whether it's danger to yourself emotionally or financially or some other component. Some other component. Foolishness or recklessness is totally different. Foolishness or recklessness is, is basically people doing things out of non-necessities, doing things when there is no obligation, when there is no duty, and yeah, there may be involved a, a, a huge component of danger, but it's done for for base purposes. It's done for the gratification of, of, uh, of desire. Because when someone does something very reckless and very foolish, he's doing it really for his own self. He's doing it to increase his endorphin levels. He's doing it for the thrill of it. It's a form of gambling. It's a form of gambling. It's a form of high-stakes gambling. And even though superficially we can be impressed by someone's feats of, of danger, in many ways, it's not admirable. It's not a good thing. And that's just me. That's just me. For example, with all due respect to this, this gentleman, this young guy, you know, I see him hanging from a rock like that. My reaction is not one of admiration. My reaction is not one of respect or awe. And again, this is no, no, uh, no slam on this guy. I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm not attacking him. I, I understand when you're young, you want to go out and to do things. Young guys want to go out and test their mettle. They want to go out and test their strength. They want to experiment with their, their boundaries. And that's a good thing. We should encourage that. We should not discourage that. But, again, it's all a matter of degree. It's all a matter of of doing it in such a way where you don't imperil your safety. Because when the degree of danger outweighs the value of testing yourself, that's when you know you have problems. There's a it's a balancing test. So, you know, I, I've seen these videos on YouTube where you have these daredevils. They climb up to these buildings, these towers in whatever Shanghai or Burj Al Arab in uh, in uh, you know the Gulf states or whatever. They they do all these crazy stunts. They they climb to the top of these buildings. They take selfies of themselves uh, perched hanging from a, 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 a uh, an I-beam. And I say to myself, these people are fucking crazy. These people are insane. That is not something that I admire. That's not something I, I feel is worthy of respect. I think it's, it's, I think it's contemptible foolishness. I think it's totally, totally irresponsible. I don't respect it. I don't like it. I don't think it's a good thing. Now you can call, you can say, "Oh well, you're that's just you're just uh, killjoy," and and you know it's a great thing, and people are living life and all this other stuff. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever, whatever. Go tell it to somebody else. I'm not buying it. You know, it reminds me of this guy, 
and uh, the German filmmaker Werner Herzog made a movie about this guy, Grizzly Man, this guy who, um, Tim Treadwell was his name, this guy who went off and lived in the Alaskan National Parks with grizzly bears. He would go up there every summer and and he thought he was really communing with the bears. He thought he was really communicating with them. Where, where in fact, all he was really doing was tempting fate. And eventually, he tempted fate once too often. And the goddess of fate punished him for it. And this is the thing. It comes down to lack of respect. These daredevils, these people, these, these thrill seekers, these daredevils, fundamentally, I think they're guilty of hubris. They're fundamentally guilty of hubris and lack of respect. Because those, enough, those, those of us who have lived long enough understand that life is something precious. It's not something to be bargained with or gambled with or fooled around with. And you better get your head out of your ass. You better get your head out of your, your ass because uh, shit is no joke. Life is no fucking joke. And if you want to spend your time hanging from I-beams and riding on the top of elevators and being a fucking asshole, you know, you do that shit on your own time. And when you get cut in half... That was a big thing back, I remember when I was in uh, in college back in the late 80s, there were people that would sneak into these elevators and ride the tops of them up and down. I don't know, maybe they still do that. You know, like it's some, like it's some joke, you know, like something funny or something uh, amusing. And, um, you know, you hear, you'd hear stories about someone was severed in half. Someone stuck their neck out and got it uh, lopped off as the elevator went up a floor or, or something. There's all sorts of just gruesome and horrendous feats. And look, we've all done things. You know, I was young once. Uh, I, well, I guess I'm still young, right? 50 years old. It's somewhat, somewhat, <laughs> somewhat, somewhat young. Uh, but um, look, we've all done stupid things, which I'm certainly not going to share with you here, or at least not now, maybe someday. We've all done crazy things. We've all done reckless and stupid things. But... It's not worth it, people. It's not worth it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. You've got to find ways of testing your courage in a constructive way. If you want to test your courage in a, in a constructive way, put on a pair of gloves and go to the gym and go a few rounds with somebody who knows more than you do. And when, when you get your ass kicked, <laughs> which you will, then you're going to find out, okay, maybe this is something I can work towards. You know, go go train, go train and do some Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a few sessions. And when you get your ass thrown from one end of the gym to the next, you'll find out just how much funsy onesie uh, all your little experimenting is. Okay, so there are ways, there are ways of of testing your metal. But there are certain things I just don't, I just don't respect. I just don't find the effort in. I mean, you know, there's a movie out now or coming out, or maybe I, I saw clips of it, I, some guy who climbed El Capitan or whatever with no ropes and no assistance and no no nothing. He just uh, climbed up this huge face of rock. You know, it's, it's a towering, towering monument. And this guy's a, a skilled rock climber. I mean, unbelievably, incredibly skilled. And I, I can respect his level of proficiency. But you know, mixed feelings about, about seeing something like that. Is it when someone is undertaking something totally, totally recklessly, in, in my view, recklessly dangerous, where one false slip and you're plunging, you know, 500, 1,000 feet to your death, 
I just don't see that as a useful expenditure of a man's masculine energy. Now, I understand there are those who feel differently, and I respect up to a point. I can respect a difference of opinion on that. But for me, I just don't. My feeling is when I see something like that, I, you know, a man's got enough problems in this world without doing ridiculous stunts, without going down the side of a mountain in a toboggan with a, a landslide, a snowslide following you in its wake. A man's got enough problems without being worried about plunging to his death a thousand feet from El Capitan. But that, that's just me. There are others who feel differently. And maybe, maybe we each have to pick our thrill-seeking in different ways. Maybe we all do it. Maybe we just pick it in different ways. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I think it's all a matter of degree. And I think it's all a matter of um, how you apply it. But anyway, think about those things. So when you're tempted to do something reckless or unusual or extraordinarily dangerous, weigh the factors. Think about... Necessity. Think about, is this part of an official duty or responsibility? And weigh that balance. Is, is the risk versus, risk versus reward? Is the benefit that will be received from this risk commensurate with the risk that you're, you're undertaking? And those are the things that you really have to, have to, uh, have to weigh. I'm no real fan of thrill-seeking behavior. I think it's, I think it's, um, I understand the reason for it, but I don't agree with it, and I think it should be. I think it should be channeled. I think men, young men and young women, need to channel their their natural hormonal desires for danger and for courage honing into natural, into constructive, uh, constructive ways. And that's really what training is supposed to be about. Find a healthy outlet for your your passion and your risk-seeking behavior, and do that. Find something healthy. Find something positive. Find something responsible. And I think once you do that, you will be amply rewarded. All right, let's move on to some fun stuff here. I call this podcast the uh, Moonlight Baboon <laughs> Moonlight Baboon Podcast in honor of this this painting I just finished uh, this past week of a, um, well, it's actually a proboscis monkey leaping through the air at night under the moonlight, but I, I call it baboon, moonlight baboon, because it has a better s- sound to it than proboscis monkey, but uh, it came out very nice. People seem to like it. I like it. It has a very nice ethereal quality to it, and... Um, it's always good when a project comes off well. But let me go to my friend here, the G Manifesto's pod, uh, his, uh, his Twitter feed here, and read some of his tweets because people seem to really like these. I- I'm really surprised what sort of positive response I get from people like, yeah, read more, read more, read more, <laughs> more of these. So I almost feel like a guy who's reading bedtime stories here for people, but... It's all in all in good fun here. All right, let's start with most recent things and kind of go down and pick out the good ones. Here's one from three minutes ago. Every time a guy posts a photo on Instagram, he is posting it right after he swooped <laughs> he swooped a dude and ate some soy. Most people do not even realize <laughs> this. <laughs> Real journalism. Insta soy is really fucking gay. 
No one did gay shit like that before the smoking ban. <laughs> Keep it low profile. And then it just stops after the I in profile. And the picture is good. It's a, <laughs> a tiger glaring at the camera from behind some vegetation. Some very nice, very nice stuff here. All right. Here is, let's just keep going here. Let's see what we can find. I'm going to keep, uh, keep proceeding forward here. Okay, why is this not? Okay, here we go. Most of these guys do not even live in a real jungle village by the sea. And there's a nice, <laughs> nice picture of a sunset. Looks like a Miami scene here or sort of the 1980s Miami style you know most of these guys do not even live in a real jungle village by the sea as opposed to a regular village by the sea there's a village by the sea and there's jungle villages by the sea big difference huge difference right there all right most guys are just staring at their soy phone hunched over and missing all that heavenly <laughs> heavenly glory <laughs> now this now comma this is not a good way to go through life. Jungle <laughs> village by the sea. And there's there's a nice silhouette of a lion there. I'm going to retweet that one. That's a good one. I like that one. And um let's keep let's keep going here. What the fuck is up body language of millennial guys? Their body language only says two things. <laughs> I eat tons of soy and I swoop tons of dudes. Now, this is not the real body language to go through life. All right. Okay. Here's one by Ben Westgate. He's responding to one from somebody named Life Math Money. And his tweet was, learn to stand up straight, shoulders square, neck straight. Okay, yeah, whatever. You know, I've said that many times before. And Ben's response is, this is some great actionable advice, but be careful. Telling millennial guys to stand up straight will get he will get fatigued and instead just go to swoop a straight <laughs> straight dude named named Stan Up. <laughs> These millennials have soft spines, soft money, soft hands, soft attention span. This is <laughs> good one. Good one here by Ben Westgate. I like that one. Alright. Alright. Here's one here from um Zero soy picks. When a guy says something gay like, I would never sleep with a woman who smokes, you have to realize that you are no longer talking to a man. You, you are talking to soy. Why isn't the G Manifesto taught in schools? And then he says, homage, Michael Porfirio, and, and to me, nice, nice tweet. I like that one. Good. Thank you. All right. Here's a good one. Whatever, what the fuck ever happened to being low profile? And there's a picture of a nice surfer there. 
surfing the brakes. And here we go. Here's one from 7 September 2018. At a minimum, before you get married, buy some beautiful flowers. See if she recuts flower stems and changes fresh water each day. If she cannot take care, imagine how careful will she be with your babies. Avoid at all costs. Just throw number in trash. No one talks about this. And there's a picture. <laughs> there's a picture of a girl looking at some flowers. You know, this is and this is the type of actionable advice. And again, it's done in a a, a joking way. But this is the type. The point here of this is is that when you're trying to screen a woman, a suitable woman, you got to look at little things like that. You've got to look at how she handles herself around plants, animals, other people. You have to evaluate people because you're being evaluated. You're being evaluated, so you better, in turn, evaluate uh, evaluate her. So, all right, here we go. Before getting married, this is from 31 March 2018. Before getting married, every man should, at a minimum, first live with First, live with, with a live-in maid. Two, live-in chef, chef girl. Three, live-in masseuse girl. All beautiful. And see if that does not tick off all the boxes. Run the numbers. <laughs> In other words, don't get married just because you think you want someone to satisfy your material needs. Because if that's your only requirement then you're you're better off with a masseuse or a chef or a a uh, a cook so this is good advice this is actionable advice but of course people are too dense to see it for what it is you know so that's uh that's i guess the uh, i guess that's the point there so let's keep going keep going here keep scrolling here we go because of deep soy Smoking ban, big pharma, big tech. In the future, we will all become more like baboons, <laughs> where, where where the top men of the world will be commanding troops of five hundred to a thousand beautiful girls around the world, as opposed <laughs> as opposed to the current fifty or hundred plus troop man. And then he just stops at M A. Troop management. Okay. You know, there was a good one here about custom suits recently about, and I, I want to be able to find it. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can find it. All right, here's another good one here from June 27th. Tweet storms? More like soy storms. <laughs> soy, soy storms. I honestly do not even know what the fuck that shit even is. And I refuse to look it up. But I do know that no one said gay shit like that before the smoking ban. Life force drink for beautiful model girls. The original st store. Oh, man. All right. All right. Let's see if we can find this, um, this one I was talking. All right. This is one that he really liked a lot. I remember him telling me about this one. All right. This is from June 27th. Oh man, this the the picture just makes this one uh, really just brings this one all together. Now, I eat extremely healthy, 
but sometimes I have Swiss cheese. And when, and when I say Swiss cheese, I really mean fresh game meats that I shoot with a bow and arrow in my jungle village by the sea. The original Swiss cheese. This is a painting of one of those moments. And then there's just a, a really weird painting of a deer with a, a female head and antlers just <laughs> festooned with arrows. So it's, uh, it's, it's a good one. That's a really good one. All right, a couple more here, and that's pretty much. When a guy cannot shut up about Bitcoin's use case, what he is really doing is swooping tons of <laughs> Arab guys named Yusuf Case and eating soy and saying gay shit like fungible nonstop. Fuck that shit. No one said gay shit like that before the smoking ban. All right. All right, actually, one more, one more. I can't resist. Here's the hippo one here. Let's go, let's do this one. Everyone these days cannot shut up about Bitcoin's use case. I honestly do not give a fuck about that shit. I only care about my machete in my village by the sea. The original, <laughs> the original use case. Brutally handsome. There's a hippo smashing through the water right at the camera here. Good one. Really good one. All right. So that will wrap things up for today here, folks. Until next time, I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.